Savage Mind Podcast, uh, it is pretty fucking cold outside. I hope wherever you're at, especially if you're a Texan, <laughs> that you are staying warm. Uh, it is pretty fucking savage to go out in this cold weather. It's It's got a little bit warmer uh, the last couple of days, uh, but we got down to about 10 or 11 degrees, not counting the wind chill, and I think it think today it got up to about 40 degrees. So this was the first day in about six days that I ran outside. Again, I see people running without shirts on. I see people um, with toboggans and masks running without shirts on. I don't get that. So when you, if you ever want to question our, our level of savagery and our discipline and our grit and how tough we are, I tell you what I told someone the other day. That's where my savagery stops. That is my kryptonite cold weather. The way I see it is, I'll run in 110 degree heat. I'll run in almost any weather. I fucking hate layering clothes. And no, I don't want to go out when it's freezing or below and take my fucking shirt off. If you do, more power to you. I take cold pa- uh, ice baths and cold plunge. Not enough, but I have implemented that in my recovery the last few years. I just do ice baths right now. I will have me a cold plunge pod pretty soon. And um, I feel like that uh, I do enough things in my daily life. So here's the thing. Take someone that goes out in cold weather and uh, 17, 15 degrees, 10 degrees and takes off their shirt and runs. Okay, so it's kind of the mentality and some only some people, probably less than three percent of people will get this because regardless if y'all acknowledge it or understand this, some of us live in not only the less than 10 percent world, not just with our running and training. We live in the less than three percent world, in some cases, the one percent. What I ask people is. I don't feel the need to do that. When I look at what I have endured in this life, what I have went through, what I still will be going through the rest of my life, and I still am put together as I am. Again, man, some people look at us, people like myself, and they they expect us to be suffering more. Sometimes I think they're almost pissed off and almost baffled at the fact that we're not. Some baffled, some confused, and some pissed off. They expect us to fall apart and not be who we are right now. They didn't they, they don't expect to put together man like I am for the rest of my family. For myself, for my to living in the present, the future. And uh, out of all the things that I have managed to overcome and will continue to overcome in my life. I feel like I don't really have to deal with the fucking cold weather. So here's the thing. I just did a pod, previous podcast on cold weather problems. So I want to talk about this today. I had, again, like many times, I had another podcast in mind. I had two or three in mind, but I feel like I need to jump on this today. Let me give you an example. The room I'm doing this podcast from, I got a fucking hoodie on and a shirt. You know Why? One, I'm, I'm pretty cheap, and it's kind of cold in the house. 
but it's only 67, 67, 66, 67 in the house. But it's cold. The coldest room in the house is our bedroom. And I'm doing it from here. Uh, the This is an area by our bedroom. So I decided to put this hoodie on because I'm cold. I would rather be hot for 12 fucking hours than be cold for 10, 10 fucking minutes, I swear. So... In the last podcast, I talked about cold weather problems, house problems, problems with your plumbing, problems with your electricity, problems, you know, road problems. It's fucking like crash up derby out there, fucking wrecks, casualties, uh, car, getting your car started, just problems, uh, layering clothes, um, can't get outside, get sunlight, changes your mood, affects so many things it releases endorphins and some people don't get that i mean think about it it makes practical sense if you have any kind of common sense and so many people do not and i've always said if you don't have at least basic common sense and you don't have a learning disability it's because people figure out things for you and they answer they they figure out your problems you probably don't have to figure them out you probably don't have to think a lot they think people think for you Common sense is only an excuse is if, is if you have a learning disability. It's not an excuse that, oh, they, they just don't have common sense. They're kind of ditzy, you know. Well, somebody probably figures shit out for them, answers their questions, and solves their problems for, for them. This Does this not make sense? If, if it doesn't make sense, then you probably don't have basic common sense. So I felt the need to jump back on here and talk about other cold weather problems and depression. So... No, excuse me. Let me backtrack. Not necessarily cold weather problems. I want to talk about some things, again, so much insight, my, my intuition, things I reflect upon. I look back at things I've cut out of my life and changes I've made, people I've cut out, situations, environments. And I think about, <clears throat> there's a conversation. I think I did this in a podcast not too long ago, and I did it maybe a year or two ago. I mentioned this. So this is what brought it up. I think about all the things that are linked to depression. There's just so much to unpack. Living in the past. Not having goals. Not having ambition. Not doing some kind of physical exercise and working out. Again, when I'm talking about physical exercise and working out, I'm not talking about being a fucking power lifter or being a fucking ultra runner like I am. We're not talking about that. That has a lot to do with everything in my life. Training has a lot to do with my life. I spend a lot of time doing it and I don't get paid not one dime. I have no sponsorship for anything, but it's who I am. If you would like to sponsor this podcast or sponsor me as an ultra runner for what I fucking stand for and what I fucking live, then please feel free to reach out to me. I'll take it. In the meantime, it won't fucking stop me. I'm going to continue to do it. So, I mentioned this in a podcast a while back. I got in a conversation with a, a lady. I'm not, again, I never say names unless I'm promoting or supporting somebody on the podcast. And it, it was a conversation around going to the cemetery and visiting loved ones. Loved ones could be anything, it has nothing to do with blood family. Because the cemetery, we have multiple cemeteries here in town. The one that I, there's one that I pass. On my run, nearly every day when I'm running local, that's I, that's where I would say the majority of my my the people I cared about, my friends and loved ones are buried. 
There's a few other cemeteries, but this one passes right through the hike and bike trail. Everyone locally knows what I'm talking about. There's no way around it unless you loop around it. It just goes by and you see the cemetery. I think, and I run, I've ran thousands of miles there. And I think about how many funerals I've been at there. I think about how many people are buried there. People that I cared about, some of them were, you know, I can go from acquaintances to classmates to to uh, the few family members I had. I can think about stuff that was <clears throat> heartbreaking. I can think about the first time that I was a pallbearer there for a friend that committed suicide back in 1988. I mean, I was barely a fucking teenager, man. And and I think that he was only three years older than me. And I think about now he'd be in his mid-50s and or early 50s. And I think, wow. I told my family a while back, anybody that knows me knows my mother passed away about five years ago. That was the only parent I really had after age four, being that my father was murdered when I was four years old. I had a stepdad for a while. He was cool. Never did anything to me. Uh, wasn't a part of my life my whole life. Lost track of him for about 20-something years. We reconnected. Now we lost touch again. No grand. Neither one of my dad's parents. My mom's dad. All these people were dead before I was born. I had my mom, singular, one grandmother. Uh, grandmother died in 98. My mom died in 2018. And I, my dad, my father, that I only had for a little bit less than four years, he's buried in another part of West Texas. I've been to his, uh, I've been to his gravesite about four or five times my whole life. <clears throat> now, with saying that, that's a little bit different than going to my mom's. My mom's been dead for... Five and a half years, I've been out there about five times. Average about once a year, right? My dad's been dead for 43 years, 44, 45, somewhere in there. You lose track over time. I've probably been there about five times. That's what, one every 15 years? Now, with my mom, it's a little bit different. Again, not cutting anyone down. I'm not taking anything away from your loss or your sorrow or your, or your uh, mental trauma, believe me. I got plenty, but I learned how to keep, I learn I, every day. I get up and make sure I stay on top of it. God forbid you lose a loved one unexpectedly or a child. That's different. Totally fucking different. Again, I've said this many times. At some point, you know, you're going to lose your parents. You know, you, you know, you're going to lose your grandparents. At what age do we expect to still have our parents? I guess if you're a teenager, depending on how old your parents are, you still expect to have your parents. I guess in your 20s, maybe you still consider to have your grandparents. You start getting our age, and you know that everybody's going to be gone, with the exception of the people younger you. You would pray and hope, no doubt. I, believe me, I understand. Because sometimes people are gone doesn't mean they're physically dead. They're gone. All right? I was having a conversation. I was watching some people. This is what I want to say. I was watching people that I know, and sometimes they don't even know I see them at the cemetery all the time. I'm talking about people that I, from people that I see occasionally to people that are I talk to on a regular basis that I see that I spend time with, and they spend a lot of time at this cemetery. Not they're not just out there once every few months. They're out there once or twice a week, every week. We're not talking about the first year or two. We're talking about four, five, six, seven years. The, this is my insight. These people that I notice, 
most of them. This is I'm just so let me use four or five people I know. <clears throat> they seem to be depressed a lot. They're in their feelings a lot. A lot of them seem to have a substance abuse problem, one or more. So I was talking to an older lady I know a while back. When I say older lady, I mean my, my our parents' age. If you're my age group, my mom's age. Real sweet lady. Well, she told me she had a a sibling that was almost like a twin. Barely not even one year apart. She goes, so to us, we were like twins. And people seen us, they thought we were twins. She was listening to me talk about things. And I said, I think going out to that cemetery all the time keeps you depressed. And I think what, what people think is, if I don't go out there. And I see this with a lot of people I know. People I care about. People I've drank with. People that I consider brothers and sisters. People that I partied with. People that I grew up with. People I'm related to. I think if they think they don't get in their feelings and crying and depressed and <clears throat> belligerent, drunk, and get in their feelings and start talking about it. Think about this. I feel like they think they're not paying them respect. Seriously. That they need to go down that rabbit hole to show that they honor and respect and miss them. And I don't think that. I don't. She told me, she goes, you know what? She goes, Jason, you're right. She goes, I was at that cemetery all the time. I mean, once a week for years, if not more than that, religiously. She goes, I stayed upset and depressed all the time. I said, really? And she goes, then my folks died. And she goes, and I was, wasn't real old. She goes, but they died a few years apart. She said, I'd go visit my mom, my dad, and then go visit my sibling. I said, not saying it ain't hard with your mom and dad. I said, but losing a sibling when y'all were that close in age, almost like twins. I guess they call them Irish twins. That was really hard, especially being younger. She goes, yes, it was. <clears throat> and I, she goes, but I had to quit going. She goes, I stayed depressed in my feelings and upset all the time. And she goes, and it made me abusive alcohol more. She goes, the more I quit going, the more my... The more organized my mind got and the more organized my life got and the better I, I became. So what I did was I asked how she dealt with it, which is what I what I think. She goes, I pray about them, talk to them on my own, and I only go out there like on a birthday, an anniversary or something like that. So uh, uh, probably a couple weeks after I had that conversation, I was on my run. I think I was on my turnaround. And I think I was doing like a six-mile run, three miles there, three miles back. Excuse me. And on my, I think I was at mile four, five. Yeah, five. And I was right there. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the mile. There I see if one of my best friends, he's out. He and she are out there religiously two times a week, every week. And I think about this. I know these people. They went through a tragic loss that you never get over. The things that some of us have went through and that we will continue to go through, you never get over them. You you learn to work through them. You learn to overcome it. It's always going to be there. It's never going to go away. What you do is you keep your mind and soul strong 
does and keep your for me keep my anxiety in check so it doesn't lead to depression. These particular people, because it's the same individual they go see, I love them dearly. And he, the 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 man might go a long time. He's a great fucking person, but he's been through a lot of shit. Some of it self inflicted, some of it not. He will, he might keep his demons, you say, in check for a long time, but he always ends up going back down that rabbit hole. And every time he does, something happens. And I worry about him and them. I get home and tell the mamacita multiple times. I was like, man, they were out there or he was out there again. He didn't even see me. Again, some people have lost children. Some people have lost unexpectedly young. I know this is hard to hear. I just don't think the answer is living at the cemetery. I don't think it's being out there every Saturday or every Sunday. Maybe go out there on a birthday. Maybe like my, my, my mom, I'll go out there on her birthday and Mother's Day. It is 40-something miles away. So this is the point I was making. What I said was, I'm glad my, both of my parents ain't buried here. I, I really am. And to people that are in their feelings and in their emotions a lot of times, I'm not saying don't deal with your feelings. I'm not saying don't deal with your emotions. They're real it's real shit. And not dealing with them can be worse than dealing with them. But we go down the rabbit hole of depression knowing what we're doing. I said, I'm glad that they're not buried here. Maybe I would feel different. Maybe I would be in a different state of mind. Maybe I wouldn't be who I am. Maybe if my father would have died when I was older. And he would both of my, both of, say he had died when I was, instead of four, maybe 14 or 24. And both of my parents were buried here. Maybe I wouldn't be who I am. Stuff happens like it does for a reason, even if we don't know why. I don't believe in the thing everything happens for a reason. That's bullshit. It happens. Life is fucking unfair. It's just the way it goes. It fucking sucks. There's no amount of words or the, or the right phrase going to come out of somebody's mouth or anything to make us feel better sometimes. But living in a, a mindset of constant torment and then feeding it with things that add to your depression doesn't fucking help. So I want to talk about this. I think about all these things. I told one of my best friends this a while back. <clears throat> they, he, <clears throat> this person lost their a sibling. The sibling was a little bit older. Not too old, but older. Cared about him, knew him my whole life. But I really didn't care for any of this person's siblings. I, I thought they were bad influences. I, I don't think they were good people. I didn't wish them death. But I. it's unfortunate for them. But I really didn't give a fuck about him either way. I'm glad that this person I love wasn't around him. Any, anyway, let me let me get to the point. The point I was saying is, <clears throat> this person, I just really need a good whiskey night to get fucked up and us fucking reminisce. And I said, I don't think that's what you need at all. I mean, it's, it's hard. So many people make decisions that they normally wouldn't make in an altered state of mind. Think about it. They do. They don't even realize they do it. So I got on my spiel. And I said. And I want to say this. Before, this ain't going to be a long podcast. I'm getting back on track. Again I never quit. I'll never fucking stop. My podcast will be at the next level. And sometime in season five. Maybe at the beginning. Maybe at the mid. But it is coming. 
you will see Gaston. You will see me going remote. You will see me have my makeshift studio finally to work. Some kind of functional place. But I said this. I said, so I drink. I'm drinking wine right now. A little bit of wine. I trained twice a day and worked. I didn't work long, but I did. And I had to take one of our many animals to the vet. I had multiple things to do. It's my second glass of wine. So I did my responsibilities first. I quit drinking liquor almost a decade ago. I drank beer a little bit. I was a beer guy for most of my life. And I realize now at this point in life, I'm not a beer guy. I'm a mimosas and wine guy. <laughs> call it soft, call it whatever you want. Don't give a fuck. It relaxes me. I never have a headache. I chill out. Now, when I go to a restaurant or a cantina or it's a nice day and we're sitting on a fucking patio or I'm at a resort or on vacation, of course I have beer. But just sitting around the house, it makes me feel too heavy for my type of training. Wine doesn't. And I drink less of it. And it's less expensive. But I gave up liquor because I realized every problem that I had was related to liquor. Never did drugs. Again, I know I've said that many times. Never did drugs. But liquor, I, I, I always try to say that being drunk and blacking out is not an excuse. <clears throat> but there's a lot of times on liquor, I don't remember what the fuck I've done. Stupid. I don't get on here and make no resolutions, no bullshit that I'm going to quit anything because I have discipline. And discipline helps me manage things that other people feel like that they have to quit. I don't feel like I have to quit anything because I have a real high level of discipline. And I'm not even close to where I'm at yet, where I want to be at yet. This doesn't affect my life. It doesn't affect the things that are more important than drinking a few glasses of wine a night. It doesn't. I'm aware of that. If you know me, you know this to be true. It doesn't affect my spending habits. It doesn't affect my workouts. It doesn't affect my relationship. I don't allow it to affect my health. It doesn't affect my eating habits. It doesn't affect what comes out of my mouth. But liquor did. I try not to make that excuse, but it did. So I got, I got, had one time, the last time. No one threatened me. No one told me I needed to quit. I just said, I'm done with that. You'll never see that again. And I haven't done that since. At this point, I realized I didn't even need it in my life. It was just part of the party. It was part of who I was around. I've never been a follower, but you get, you, get, you get persuaded by your peers, the people around you, things like that. So I told this, these people, I tell, I've told this person, I've told people I love recently. I mean, and, this, and I'll, I'll, I'll always say this. If you're fucking depressed... Especially depending on the level of it. Don't go down the fucking liquor rabbit hole. If you're depressed, don't fucking listen to sad songs. If you're depressed, don't fucking take antidepressants and fucking pills. If you're depressed, don't go around people who fucking live in the past. Don't go around people with no ambition and no goals. If you're depressed, don't fucking not exercise. Get up and I don't care if it's just go for a fucking brisk walk. Fucking do it. Don't stay in your fucking house and not get sunlight. Don't fucking sleep too much. I know it's easier said than done. But you can control the controllables. And if you cannot control them, then you cannot control other things in your life. You control what you can control. Depressing music doesn't. There's some music I fucking love. But I know not to listen to it when I'm depressed. 
There's certain people I know not to talk to. I know I need to get up and run and work out. I know keep that fucking liquor away from me. I know there's certain environments I don't need to be in. There's certain conversations I need to have. I don't think going to the cemetery is going to help me. I don't think talking to certain people are going to help at all. You know, we I've said this in the past. We go to the wrong fucking people for help. I just had this incident happen recently. A, a, a person I care about who's young, younger, I mean, in our youngest kid's age range, I mean like 18 to 23, comes to me, loves my insight because a lot of my insight and a lot of my perspective and experiences is not like a lot of people's my age. And I appreciate that. And also, too, sometimes you have to get away from your parents and family and people that are directly related to whatever's going on. They have they have they have stock in it. They have stake in it. They're biased to whatever's going on. You have to go talk to someone removed from the situation outside looking in that can give a different perspective. This person appreciates me. I appreciate them. But it happens to me so often. They come to me to hear what they know they need to hear. I don't give my opinion. I give my experience and mixed in with a little bit. It's not total my opinion. Oh, you're a fucking dumbass. You shouldn't do that. Don't be an idiot. No, I said, well, tell me about it. What's going on? And then I I ask questions. And then I give a response. See, I'm listening. I'm talking, but I'm listening. The person, this happens to me. This has happened to me so many times I can't count. They really appreciate it. Anybody listen to this podcast, you know me in real life, you know this is true. You know it's fucking true. Some of you won't even admit that you listen to this podcast. You read my post and you know it's true on any of my social media pages. And you get fucking offended because you get your fucking feelings confused with the fucking truth. That's what you do. And facts. You come to me. People like me. To get what you need to hear, then you don't apply it. So then you go to somebody else hoping you'll get a different answer. And most of the time you will. Most people will tell people what they want to hear and makes them comfortable. Which is usually almost always not not what you need to be hearing and not good for you. It don't mean they don't care about you. It means they most of the time they want fucking company and they or they want you to like like them. Are, are them like you or you want to remain in each other's life or fucking popularity? That's what it is. For the same reasons you come to us is the same reasons you'll fucking stay away. Before I go, if you're fucking depressed, stay off the fucking liquor. Watch your alcohol in general. Stay off the fucking pills. If you can't get off of them, fucking get help. Reach out to somebody. Don't listen to the fucking sad music. Stay away from the fucking cemetery. Stay away from fucking people who have no goals and it's not doing shit. Fucking exercise. Get fucking sunlight. Drink fucking water. Go find some Instagram feeds or audio books or anything that can help you deter away from that. Okay, when you're fucking depressed and you're fighting a mental battle up here, you either fucking feed it and fertilize it because you will never defeat it or you fucking starve it. It's a fucking choice. It's very much a fucking choice. And you know what you're doing. And if you don't listen to this and you do now.
Savage Mind Podcast, Spotify, Apple Play. I got my subscriptions fixed. I expect y'all to be subscribing. You hear me? If you listen to this more than at least once a month, I expect you to be subscribing. Y'all stay humble. Live savage. Love y'all.